Good morning, everyone. There's a story about two notorious brothers, uh, let's call them James and John, who were uh, brothers in a small town and very uh, notorious for their particularly immoral lifestyles. They were cheaters, liars, and thieves, among other things. Well, James eventually dies. And as John, his brother, is speaking with the minister who will give the eulogy at the funeral, he says, look, I don't care that much about the content of your eulogy. All I want you to do is mention that my brother was a saint. And the minister, knowing very well the character of these two, uh, was wrestling with what to do with this rather absurd request. And so when the funeral came, the minister stepped up to the lectern and he said this, we all know James was not a man of good character. He stole from us. He cheated at our poker games. He lied to his friends and families, and his drunken rampages caused our little town a lot of anguish. But compared to his brother John, he was a saint. I don't know if that actually happened. I hope it did. Uh, But it gets us asking the question, what is a saint? What is a saint? Is it simply someone who doesn't lie, cheat, and steal? Uh, Our use of the word saint is usually casual. We use it when we say things like, well, you're no saint yourself, or she's such a saint. But what exactly is a saint? It's a perfectly fitting question as we celebrate All Saints Day. Now, of course, there are official uh, capital S saints that are recognized officially by the church, Uh, whose self-sacrificial lives advanced the gospel and the glory of God, St. Mary, St. Augustine, St. Benedict, St. Francis, and so on and so forth. And rightly so, we should acknowledge those saints and our communion with them. But I want to ask about the broader definition of saint, the definition uh, that is used in Scripture. Oddly enough, um, you may have noticed none of our Scripture passages today actually use the word saint. Uh, However, it is used, that word is used in the New Testament well over 60 times. Um, And it comes from a Greek word, hagios, which means holy, which is where we get the word holy, or it means to be set apart for God or set apart by God. And while our readings don't mention the word saint explicitly, they speak of saints, of their character and who they are in relation to. God. But before we dig into what the Bible says about saints, I want to take a minute to talk about some popular ideas that surround the term. I mentioned uh, the phrase that we say sometimes, she is such a saint. And what we usually mean by that is she has been so helpful to me in my life, or she has done so much good for other people. She has lived a life of service to others. Or a popular, another popular way of saying she is such a saint is to say she's such a good person. And so we associate saints with good works or an upright life. And that association is not necessarily wrong, but we have to be careful here. And here's why. Most people, if asked, are you a good person, whether they are Buddhists or Christians or Muslims or atheists, would say, Yes, I'm a good person. You've heard people say this, right? I'm a good person. I'm a good person. But here's the thing. A good person is not necessarily a saint. And this might actually shock you a little bit, but a saint is not always a good person. 
Let me explain to you what I mean by that. Uh, there was this church, this rather big church in a big city in the ancient world called Corinth, uh, and this was a bunch of divisive, greedy, sexually immoral, uh, syncretists, uh, worshiping with pagans still, bunch of people. Now, what word comes to mind when you think of such a group of people? Deviants, ruffians, wicked, devils? Let me uh, read to you how St. Paul, who was their pastor, addressed them. To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place call in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 Paul. I think you got something mixed up. I think that you got the wrong email address for the people that you just referred to as saints. Have you seen how they live? You've got something mixed up. Except he doesn't. Because he goes on in the letter to gently and firmly address the issues of sin and self-centeredness in the community. Yet he still affirms that they are saints, sanctified in Christ Jesus. So what do we make of this? What do we make of this? You see, while these people were still struggling with their sin, still learning what it meant to live in the way of Jesus, Paul considers them saints. Why? How is that possible? Because they had put their faith in the Lamb of God who died to take away their sin. They had been baptized and made new. And all before they had achieved any measurable level of goodness. You see the importance of the order here? You don't become a saint by being a good person. You become a righteous person because God declares you a saint on account of what Jesus has done for you because you have been sanctified in Christ Jesus. You see, the difference between a good person and a saint is this. A saint has recognized their need for a Savior. A saint has recognized that no amount of good works can achieve reconciliation with a perfect and holy God. This is why Paul tells the Ephesians, that they are saved only through their faith in Jesus. He says, this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works. So this begs the question, what happens after God declares us saints? Do we automatically become good? To be a saint, to be sanctified in Christ Jesus, is to be united with Jesus. To be united with Jesus, which means that not only does God consider us to be righteous like Jesus, he empowers us to live righteously as Jesus did. Now, does that mean overcoming the power of sin and self-centeredness? Yes, it does, because if you are united to Jesus, he will be wreaking havoc on those sinful powers at work in you. We heard from John today, all who have this hope in him purify themselves as he is pure. And we purify ourselves by surrendering our disordered inclinations to Jesus. But, but to be sanctified, to be a saint is more, is about more than personal innocence or overcoming sin. It's about more than that. Let me explain what I mean. To be united to Jesus is not just to enjoy the benefits of his salvific work on the cross. To be united to Jesus is to share in his vocation. 
to share in his mission in the world. That's what it means to be set apart for God, to be holy. So what does that look like? What does it look like to be united to Jesus in a way that we share in his vocation? Well, get ready for this because it might make you a little uncomfortable. It should. Jesus brought the light of God into the darkest places of the world. Jesus actually moved towards brokenness and darkness. And instead of being infected by sin and darkness, he infected it with his holiness. Remember the story. Here's a great example. Remember the story of the demon-possessed guy who lived in the cemetery? He, uh, the gospel tells us he would ha- they would have to chain him up because he had superhuman strength and he was cutting his own body and crying out in the night. They, he was so full of evil spirits. So this guy's living in a cemetery. He's right out of a horror movie, right? He lives in a cemetery in chains. And this is, a, this is an unclean territory across the lake from where the Jews are living. And this is the place where you just don't go. You just don't go over there. And Jesus says to his disciples, get in the boat. We're going over there. And they get in the boat and they go over and Jesus gets out and he walks up to the man. And the demons are begging him not to cast them out. And he sends them out. And the man sits there, amazed, healed, free of his brokenness and his darkness. You see, the light and the holiness of Jesus scattered the darkness by going into it. The man becomes an evangelist in his community. He goes back to tell what the Lord had done for him. Friends, that's what it means to be set apart for God, to share in the vocation of Jesus. That's what saints do. We have it all wrong if we think holiness or sainthood is about staying away from the world, withdrawing into some kind of holy shelter. That is not what these four walls are. To be a saint is to be bound to the brokenness and the sinfulness of the world for the sake of the gospel. Because when God's holy people enter into the darkness, the healing presence of Jesus shines through. Quick story. Um, In the summer before I went to seminary, I was working part-time at a coffee shop in Flint, Michigan, a place of uh, great poverty and homelessness and addiction. And I was in the coffee shop. Uh, It was full of college students one afternoon. And a, a man named Tony came into the shop. And I saw him, and we had a lot of homeless people come in and ask customers for money, and we had to ask them to leave. And I didn't know if that was what Tony was doing, but he was going from person to person, and I assumed that that might have been what it was. Well, it turns out, so I went up to him and asked him how I could help him. It turns out that uh, he needed to make a phone call. Tony's breath reeked of alcohol. His eyes were bloodshot. And so I said, well, come, come, come here. You can use my phone. And I, I, I took him aside, and in my, uh, in my early zeal, Uh, I felt that I just could not not share with him the love of God because this man was broken. He was an outcast in the coffee shop. And I sat down with him, and I don't even remember what I did. I grabbed the Bible, and I shared a couple verses with him, and he sat and he listened. And Tony went from being very upset that no one was letting them use his phone to being calm. And eventually, as I read Scripture to him and prayed for him, that tears began to well up in his eyes. As I told him that God loved him, I didn't know what I was doing, but Jesus knew what he was doing. And Tony's uh, finally got a hold of his ride, and uh, she picked him up. And I don't know whatever became of Tony, but I know that on that day, the light of Jesus had entered into the dark places of Tony's light and began to scatter that darkness. Brothers and sisters, we are saved from darkness 
to be sent into the darkness, to proclaim the light of Christ. You see, to be a saint is not just a holy privilege. It is a mission. Let me close uh, just with a few summary points about what it means to be a saint. I try to make these um, easy to remember by going with an S theme since it's all Saints Day. So here we go. Number one, saints are strange. Saints are strange. Just look around you. Joke, joke. (laughs) But unbelievers find their behavior inexplicable. Unbelievers find saints' behavior inexplicable. In our passage, First John, in First John, John said, "The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him." You see, there's something unique, eccentric about the way believers live in the world. And like these early Christians that John spoke to, we should be a mystery to outsiders, not in some kind of ostentatious display of piety, but in the way we delight in our families, our refusal to acknowledge unjust political systems, our compassion for the poor, the strange way we bow our heads over a meal in public to thank our Creator. Our way of being in the world should be strange, not to attract attention to ourselves, but so that people would see the power that is at work in us. Jesus said this, Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Number two, saints are stirred. Saints are stirred in their hearts about the brokenness in our world. And in sharing Jesus' vocation, we move towards that brokenness to proclaim wholeness in word and deed. Jesus, praying to the Father, said, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to protect them from the evil one. Then he says, if you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. Number three, saints have a share. Saints have a share. We, brothers and sisters, have a share in a community bigger than ourselves. A community of the dead and the living. A multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-language speaking community of persons who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus because they have been cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. It's the vision that we saw in Revelation in our reading today. The saints are gathered in white robes around the throne of God, joyfully praising him, enjoying his shelter and his provision. And the lamb whose blood was shed for them has become their shepherd. So what is a saint? John told us in our reading today, see what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. Friends, a saint is a child of God who walks hand in hand with Jesus, knowing the gift of his forgiveness, the power of his presence to transform, and the joy of following his lead into the world so that others might have a share in that community. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we stand before you with all of our brokenness, with all of our faults, with all of our sins, yet you call us your children your saints. Teach us what it means to be just that. Teach us what it means to be a saint. In clinging to the cross of Jesus for our sanctification, in allowing him to reorder our desires and transform us inwardly and to belong to a community that is sent out into the world in his name.
It is in Jesus' holy name that we pray.